Let's sit. Let's learn. Let's evolve. Let's talk. No more whispering in our mind. Today you're listening to Let's Talk Black Knowing, a show that honours the intellectual sovereignty of black fellows and amplifies the power of black knowledge. And in this, the 20th year of Let's Talk, this is your host, Professor Chelsea Wadigo and Dr David Singer. The week ahead and the week that was. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to go getting up <laughs> Monday morning. Oh, no, yeah. And this is no ordinary Monday, right? The big school return. It, back to school, school today. Shout out to all the kids um, uh, going back to school for the first day. I got out early this morning. Mm-hmm. I dodged the traffic um, so early that I actually was here <laughs> to think about the show today uh, before jumping in the studio. Oh. <laughs> and even at this time of the morning, it's... A steam bath out there. It is, um, it is. Um, back to school. I've got to give a shout-out to my sister, Simone Wadigo. Um, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Happy Simone. Birthday. And she's spending her birthday back to school at Himba Yumba. Um, she's in the office out there. So shout-out to, to my sister, but all the, our black independent schools, Himba Yumba, Murray School. Um, really great to see the pictures of our kids um, excited um, mm. to go to school today. Happy birthday, Simone. Thank you. Um, now, this, the, the, this, the, back, the back to school thing for black kids, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly this week. So, you know, Monday kids are back to school and Friday it's invasion day. And not every teacher in school has, you know, got with the rap, um, got the memo. Um, so... We always find I've had five kids go through school, mm-hmm. and guaranteed every year there's a uh, Australia flag coloured in brought home, or a, um, what did you do on Australia Day kind of conversation. Um, so hang in there, kids. Um, mm-hmm. We know it's coming, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, shout out to the black parents who have to do uh, uh, you know navigate a, a whole nother level of um, nonsense in the back to school. Mm. trauma that mm. all kids kind of experience at some level, but there's another layer of that in terms of what our kids are going to be exposed to in the curriculum, um, particularly in this week. Mm. And you would think, you know, given the push to incorporate Indigenous perspectives and knowledges in the curriculum, um, that teachers, teachers, I think, uh, have no excuse now, um, I think, to uh, incorporate an alternative take, if not the take. I mean, if Woolies day. can do it... Yeah. Right. <laughs> if Woolies can do it, then surely. But, you know, that the Woolies um, announcement, you know, because teachers are just people. Mm. 
Teachers are settlers too. Um, and so you know there'll be some teachers coming back to school this week determined to, put, to push their um, Australia Day thing because they're outraged mm. at Woolies. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And shout out to those teachers who want to do otherwise because Hello. the pressure is enormous. Um, yes. And, you know, I can vouch from personal experience. Because they're white women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just say it. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. It's... It, um, and this year of all years, given the developments uh, with Woolies, they're bent on insisting on a particular kind of Australia Day, one that, uh, you know, restates all those Australian icons from mm. the flag to the kangaroo and all else. And, you yeah, look, um, like Stan Grant, I love white women. Um, however, I would hate to work in a female-dominated, white female-dominated workplace. <laughs> like the violence of it all. Also, love your mum. Um, but... Yeah, so, yeah, I feel for the black and brown teachers also going back to school this week. (laughs) (laughs) The staff room, ugh. Well, I mean, for me, you know, it's interesting. I mean, long-time listeners will know I'm originally from the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I see the flag, what what strikes me is the the Union Jack is there and it's followed me wherever I've gone. And the Union Jack for me and for so many others, so many blackfellas, it, it betokens violence. And to see children colouring it, colouring it in, um, knowing just how much violence um, it represents. It, 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 I mean, the, the, it, it's, um, it's something that kind of stops me dead in my tracks every time I encounter that flag. Look, never fear, David. Reconcilia- action, reconciliation action plans to the rescue. Um, <laughs> can we talk about the Woolies thing? Yes, please. Did, what did you make of the, the big announcement? So for if, if you've missed it... Um, uh, Woolies, Woolworths Group or whatever they are, so Woolies and Big W have announced that they're not selling Australia Day merchandise uh, this year. They've decided, I guess, no pride in genocide or something like that. Well, uh, my question, I guess, is was it a commercial decision? Th- those flags just don't sell? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or is, is it linked to You know that? it is. <laughs> um, and if so, let's have that debate. Why aren't they selling? Has something hmm. changed? Um, <laughs> Um, and less of the confective <laughs> outrage, right? <laughs> the genuineness in which you asked that question. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, and because apparently Kmart and Target, they already made this announcement last year. Was there the same carry-on then? I don't No, I don't remember. think so. No. no um, but, yeah, people really got upset. What, hmm. was, what do you reckon that's about? I don't know. I mean, I just saw lots of memes of white fellas uh, bare-chested saluting something <laughs> or other. And I'm just thinking, is that what Australia Day represents? Um, you know, it's, it's got Cronulla vibes, um, mm-hmm. those images. Um, they're icky, they're yucky, they're violent. Um, I, I'm not I mean, quite sure what's going in on. In the aftermath of the voice referendum, yeah. um, where Aussies were feeling really you know, proud of themselves, um, and you know, like they won. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like the come down for them, I guess. In January is um, yeah, can't buy the flags at Woolies. I don't. Mm. Yeah, Woolies. It's bizarre that it's a thing because I don't remember it being a thing. Well, I know that pri- maybe I just have a bad memory. I don't know. Well, the prime minister's called in all the supermarkets to discuss price gouging, um, and Steve <laughs> Miles, the premier, is doing the same. Um, I can just foresee a situation where he calls everybody in back again. Let's discuss, discuss the flag situation and well, what's Dutton, going on. Dutton's yep. called for a boycott. <laughs> boycott of Woolies. 
and there was, wasn't there some fella at Tenerife that decided to take it literally and spray graffiti on the windows? Um, oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. He was outraged. Yeah, he was that outraged. He <laughs> <laughs> was that outraged. <laughs> like you can buy that crap anyway. Like I know. I think the if this is your experience of oppression and <laughs> marginalisation, then you need to go slap yourself. Um, like, I think there's a good stock of them at the reject shop, so <laughs> check them out. Fitting. Yes. Um, but what's interesting... And, and then there was a follow-on, because apparently... Apparently they're not even stopping there, Woolworths. Um, in 2025, they're going to be flying Aboriginal flags in their shops. I don't know where or how. Um, wow. So when will it end, David? This um, is the apocalypse. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, look, I did go to the rap. Right? I went oh, to wow. the rap. Because, okay. you know, I love studying raps. Um, well, I don't study them. I just do a word search to find <laughs> if any of them mention racism. Lo and behold, most don't, um, despite the fact that reconciliation, this whole thing mm. came about because of Australia's racism. Mm. Somewhere in the 90s, I don't know, the... Mm. That word got lost again, and and we use the sanitised word reconciliation, right? So, and we and then we um, also it's cultural awareness, cultural safety, and indigenous employment mm-hmm. as kind of yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, so I had a look at the rap. There, there are different levels of raps. Um, I think it's three. Um, this yeah, innovate. Oh no, maybe there's two. Okay, I didn't prepare that much for the show. <laughs> But let's just say there is the, the advanced level rap. It's called mm-hmm. Elevate. Mm. Woolies aren't there yet. They're at Innovate. Right. Um, and part of their latest uh, rap came about, well, they took the learnings. They did reflect on on um, their mistakes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that mistake was? Do yeah, you remember? No, no. When they were going to build a Dan Murphy's in Darwin. Oh. And the mob were not wanting it there because yeah. it was near like, um, several dry communities yeah. and stuff. Mm. So there was an inquiry review into that and they've reflected on the learnings and right. this is their solution. Okay. So c- all commercial considerations when it comes to the rap go out the door and... They... Look, I mean, I did study it. It did mention racism, I think, once. Mm. Um, but it's it's very much... I mean, people were excited. And, yeah, shout-out to Scott Trindle for his um, Photoshop capabilities yes. uh, with the Woolworths <laughs> logo and always was, always will be. Um, I mean, mob were laughing and, and you're, like, you know, mm. celebrating the decision. Well, I don't know if we were celebrating the decision. I think we were celebrating the, the white horror. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Like laughing at yeah. at the carry on, um, but when you look at their rap, it is pretty stock standard. I would say, you know, there's an advisory board, there's a uh, employment goals. Um, yeah, it's it's not all that yeah, revolutionary, a, yeah, guys. Boilerplate, yes, right? yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah. Mm. Um, it's uh, yeah, but. Um, you know, normally this time of year, blackfellas, as a, as a form of self-care, uh, we don't read the comments on articles relating to black people because mm. um, we know what it's, you know, all about. But, yeah, this last couple of weeks has been hilarious um, and lots of mob reading the comments, sharing them and laughing at the comments. Mm. Um, it's been quite fun. And I had my own little fun moment. Uh, I went and got my car serviced. And at uh, 
one of the Kmart cars that was placed, mm-hmm. my car. Mm-hmm. And it's a salary package one, so I don't have to like pay for it. I just pick up my car. Mm. And I wish I'd made more of that situation, but I'll explain it to you. So I'm in there to pick up my car, and there's this old girl at the counter um, paying for her car service. And um, old mate's like, oh, do you have a flybys card? And she's like, yes, matter of fact, I do. And then she did this whole monologue about woolies and boycotting. And I was just chiming in bits. I was at the back and just, like, yelling stuff out because he was doing the open palm. Oh, I didn't know. Like, um, nothing to do with me. Um, He probably knows that Kmart already made the decision. (laughs) So he's keeping quiet. Um, So I'm, like, heckling from the back. And... uh, and he's watching me because it's just me and her. And he quickly grabs my keys from behind the counter and goes, here, you're good to go, <laughs> and hands me my keys. And so because she wouldn't look at me when I was heckling. She just right. kept staring straight in front um, in her white rage. And um, so I went to the counter and I, like, leaned over to look to her and I said, happy invasion day. <laughs> um, but I wish, I'd, I wish I'd done something like, thanks for the free service, um, you know, like wow. really ruined her day. I would have like, like, would have put her over the edge, I'm sure. Um, wow. The flyby card being a trigger, right? It was a so. trigger. <laughs> and, and that she thought some anonymous guy at the car service place would stand in solidarity in that moment. Um, and lo and behold, she had to deal with the native. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Poor thing. Oh. Um, but it was... It was so funny and it's weird that it's, I don't know, what's going on in the world that this is funny. Um, But, yeah, there are times where you have these encounters and you get real wild about it Mm. and I just hadn't, like, it's it's a, yeah, um, I wasn't, like, annoyed Mm. by the anger. I just was hilarious Mm. to carry on. Mm. And um, so walking out of there, it was like, I just couldn't stop laughing about it. Um, (laughs) It's well, I mean, what is it about seeing people like that in utter distress right? <laughs> <laughs> in, at this Your moment? Your questions today are fire, David. <laughs> it's just seeing them fall apart in that way, right? I mean, talk about white fragility. Oh, oh. goodness me. Um, it, I've seen it too, right? People are just going around, just tutting away, um, shaking their heads. And you know that the distress doesn't lead to any action or organisation. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but... White Australians are so lazy. Um, I think that's why we're laughing because we know they're not going to do anything. Like even the call for a boycott. Yep. Um, you know they're going to BWS anyway. And in fact, and in fact, on one of the comments there was this woman was like, yeah, well, still going to go to the bottle shop and get drunk anyway. It's like, of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> the cart in the Kalulba and sitting there by the pool. <laughs> Uh, we, we, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Let's Talk uh, with myself, Chelsea Wadio, and Dr. David Singh. It's that look. It's our first show back in 2024. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk black knowing. Now, uh, the other thing I want to talk about. Um, we were talking about, you know, Invasion Day, and um, we know that this is the time where black people get asked for, um, you know, the, to write the opinion pieces about the day. I haven't gotten any requests this year, thank goodness. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure we need to say anything more on it. I think, I think we've explained ourselves enough. Mm. 
Uh, but if you want to get a sense of that sentiment, check out Indigenous X, who have a range of mm. articles from the archives from a range of blackfellas articulating their position on this day and, and um, what it means. And, um, yeah, <laughs> also it's, it's a time where the, the, the memes are coming out. I've seen one, and I feel bad for running this down, but there's one that says, change the hate, not change the date. I haven't seen... Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Change the hate? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's the new one on me. Yeah, it's yeah. a new one. I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it expressed in different ways and some do have a picture of a black and a white person on it. Um, oh, mm. right. Shaking hands? Smiling, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> all reconciled. Right. Um, okay. Mm. Okay. All right. I, was I, feel, I mean, I feel bad because I've seen some black fellas share it too. Right. Um, okay. And I'm like... Mm. Yeah. I can't run it down because Auntie so-and-so shared it, but... Right. Um, yeah, well, at least... I mean, it's not that I'm pro-hate or anything, yeah. just to be clear. Um. <laughs> but they're all variations on the same theme, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, um, we're, not, we're not even doing change the date anymore. Mm. I think that's... We've abolished change the date as well as invasion, uh, Australia Day. Mm. Um, yeah. But, um, look... Someone else came out with their opinions recently. Um, I don't know who cousin she is, uh, but sister, bless her, um, Nova Paris, shared her opinions. um, And I don't know why it was newsworthy again, but The Australian again um, put an article out complaining about um, the Aboriginal and Palestinian flags being together. Mm. And it came back from, there was the um, Q&A last year and um, it was APEN's um, CEO, um, NASA Machini, who wore a badge that had the two flags Mm. together. Now, on the show, there was no mention of the flags or Blackfella solidarity or anything, but it would spark uh, Professor Master Yelankton to write an editorial, which we talked about last year, Mm. Um, another um, piece in Koori Mail, which we talked about last year, and then Nova wrote her Me Too article on it, which we talked about last year. Mm. And for some reason, the Oz again decides that um, it's a new thing, even though it was all last year. <clears throat> but this was the lead-up for Invasion Day. Um, so I guess they're getting on the front foot. But the article... Um, is titled Nova Paris Blast Pro-Palestinian Use of Aboriginal Flag. Mm. Did you see it? Mm. Did you read it? I did, yes. Um, and I, my first reaction was, how is this the story mm. against unfolding genocide in Gaza? Mm. Um, 25,000 Gazans killed, 70% of whom were women and children. Universities raised, schools raised. Hospitals gone. Gone, gone. journalists targeted, academics targeted. And that's the story? Right now? I mean, it's also re- misrepresentation. So the headline says pro-Palestinian use of Aboriginal flag, like, and, and they're targeting APAN mm. um, and erasing all the blackfellas that are proudly mm. carrying both flags mm. together and not just in this moment but have done for a long time. Mm. And I want to acknowledge um, Professor Gary Foley. I mean, Marcia Nova, you know this. 
Like, remember when I remember when um, Langton lectured on us, lectured us about doing the readings in the lead up to the voice referendum around constitutional recognition. Can you please do the readings on Black Palestinian solidarity? Mm. You know it exists. You know it has existed for some time now. Mm. Um, and both Nova and Langton have framed this um, moment of solidarity right now as being a new thing that's emerged from the sovereign no. Mm. Um, and they even they reproduced the argument that was put out last year that. Um, black fellas are hijacking our own black protests mm. by being in, you know, standing in solidarity with Palestine. Last year it was calling for treaty. Mm. We were hijacking it. Mm. I mean, mm. every year black fellas have said no pride in genocide. Every year black fellas have called for a treaty. And now two years in a row, you go to the Australian mm. and accuse your own people of hijacking our own political movement. Well, this settler is quiet at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd have an interesting question to ask, David. Um, I'm just... Well, for me, I mean, the the black Palestinian uh, kind of solidarity movement um, is one of the most powerful anti-racist formations I've ever seen. And for those who are of colour, there is lots to be learned from the way um, that movement is framed by sovereignty, how it's marked by reciprocity, uh, respect... Um, and for me, it has a kind of radical promise that official multiculturalism has never had. And I think for some, that is precisely what is threatening. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so going to um, Nova's more recent comments, she says the flag is being misappropriated. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, she's particularly upset because um, she helped free the flag um, and claims it's sacred. Um, I just think that's offensive to be part of that campaign and lay claim to how blackfellas can then use the flag. If, you're, if your goal was to free it, then how, why are you policing its use? Because mm. it's blackfellas that are, are, mm. are flying these flags um, very proudly and fiercely. Um, every week across the country, mm. every week, turning out in the heat for hours to stand in solidarity. Like, how can you make it? You can't see it. Um, mm. The other thing that made me wild about these latest comments, so um, <clears throat> this came as... So the, the Australian just happened to be there when Nova Paris and uh, Jewish MP Julian uh, Lisa were at the Sydney Jewish Museum. Mm. Wow. Okay. This was newsworthy, mm. right? Um, and um, Nova then says what she's upset about as well is she says that the Jewish community in Australia have fought for Indigenous Australians for decades. Um, and she says basically, Terra Nullius, um, it's, I'm going to do a direct quote here, um, even though it doesn't make sense. And Terra Nullius does no longer exist because of the Jewish lawyers that fought for our identity. So everyone who's getting around now on your social medias, you've got it wrong, says Paris. Oh, Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, um, Marbo? Mm. Mm. Wow. So all progress down to a particular legal fraternity that happens to be Jewish, and that's who gratitude should be extended, right? Yep. So Jewish barrister Ron Caston uh, QC devoted a decade of his life to the Marbo case that gave Indigenous people rights in law. So you ungrateful natives right. need to stop. That's a new take on white saviorism, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Um, and then, and this is where it gets confusing because then, um, um, so the um, Julian Lisa, um, he moved from Dutton Shadow Cabinet um, to the Liberal Party backbench because he was against the no case. Um, so that's his, you know, stance of solidarity, though. Mm. Mm. Um, but then you have, I think it was the Australian Jewish Association on Sky News boasting that they were the only Jewish organisation that weren't for the voice. So I'm like, this solidarity here is a bit messy and a bit confusing. Mm. Um, but it's all, look what I did for you, so you should be thankful. Mm. And you can't dare criticise me on anything that I do. Mm. Um, like... Mm. Sounds very white womanish to me. Mm. Um, mm. Like this is the kind of allyship that we denounce. Mm. Um, the other thing that, on the topic of um, misappropriation, so they also then refer to um, Uncle William Cooper, uh, who uh, back in 1938, um, you know, uh, took a stance of solidarity in relation to the Jewish community. And um, so they use his stance against genocide as... I, I, I don't know how they, what mm. the connection is they make because if you think about what blackfellas are doing right now, it's in the same tradition as Cooper mm. of stepping onto the international stage to stand in solidarity with people experiencing a genocide. Mm. Um, I don't know how you can... It just, yeah, it makes me wild. Mm. Um, and this is the thing, like, it speaks to the fact that blackfellas, despite what we endure here domestically, have been on the international stage yeah. on a whole range of issues, not just fighting for our rights but fighting for the rights of others because mm. we see, mm. we see in, in what they're experiencing, what we're experiencing. Mm. And, you know, mob going to fight. Mm. For mm. causes that aren't even ours. Mm. And that should be celebrated. Mm. Um, we should be proud of the fact that we do that. Mm. I mean, the question... I mean, w would we object in the same way to mob coming out to object to the Springboks touring at the height of apartheid South Africa? Hmm. Why, what, you know, what is the exception here? I don't, I don't get it. Um, mob have always come out. I mean, I, I remember talking to Uncle Ross about 1988, sitting down uh, and extending a global uh, hand to those who were benighted in other parts of the world. Um, why is this any different? Um, I'm not, I, you know, it's, but then again, um, nothing makes sense, right? <laughs> honestly, right now, uh, against the backdrop of an unfolding genocide. Yeah, and it's interesting, in an article about... Um uh, what Mr Cooper did, um, there was, I think, um, there was another article about his stance and um, I'm just looking for um, old mate, but um, I've got a quote here from Mr Swartz who was talking about the Jewish community's response to this and he was saying that um, the whole idea that someone stood up for us when we were being attacked by the Nazis wasn't known really before 2002. Um, and he says that um, Mr Cooper was unknown to the Jewish community. It wasn't until the early 2000s that his actions became known. Now, what we're seeing here in this moment of solidarity, blackfellas aren't know, unknown to the Palestinian community. We are in relationship with. 
So it just strikes me as cheeky to claim a relationship that you yourself acknowledged you weren't aware of mm. to justify the silence on the mm. genocide that we're watching right now. Mm. Mm. So you've instrumentalised William Cooper in this moment, yeah. right? For a, towards a political end. Talk about misappropriation. Mm. And this is the thing, you know, what, what we're learning about um, the violence of settler colonialism, what we're learning about ways to resist, um, what we're learning about solidarity in and of itself in this moment. Mm. Um, and this is the thing, like, solidarity, it's not a one-way street. Mm. Um, and it's not a badge you wear to show how good you are and that no-one can ever be critical of you because you've taken a stance. Um, it is about being in relationship with. It is reciprocal. Um, and it's just shameful that we've got blackfellas in this moment while a genocide is taking place, demonising both blackfellas and Palestinians for coming together in a meaningful relationship. You know? Huh. <sighs> but meanwhile, uh, forget what's happening domestically, internationally, David... Wow, South Africa, right? Uh, Talk about solidarity. <laughs> South Africa have instituted proceedings against Israel. Um, December last year, uh, before the International uh, Court of uh, Justice, officially known as the application of the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide in the Gaza Strip. South Africa. And it wow. was live streamed around the world. You may not have seen it on the 6 o'clock news. Right. May not have heard about it. I'm not sure if the Australian reported too much about it. Um, the coverage was uh, poor, poor in the extreme. No. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> um, come on now. It's unconscionable. All the press right now. Shameful, come on, yeah. Shame. Um, so there, there should be a... Um, and it, look, it was just... Um, it was really powerful. Um, I didn't watch the whole hearing. I've watched um, parts of it, but it was just... And being online at the moment... Um, I'm in a WhatsApp group with um, Mob Internationally who mm. were connected and that was just, it was, a, it, it was very special mm -hmm. and particularly to see these black lawyers on an international stage, wow. you know, um, mm. it, was, it, was a, it was special. Mm. It felt, um, mm. yeah. And the um, indignation of the Israelis, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you call us to account, uh, you know. And I'm going to Coles instead. <laughs> You know, it was it was just extraordinary um, that they were being held to account in this way, right? And challenged um, morally. Um, well, there were, there were, you know, and there were claims of the, you know, these absurd claims of genocide. Yeah. And you want to know who retweeted one of those posts? Who? Your mate Nova Paris. Oh. Want to talk about Holocaust deniers? Well, mm. want to be shamed of denying genocide? I don't know how you can. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I think the world's watching, going, how can they get up here mm. and, and contest mm. these? Because it's a fairly compelling case. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Fairly compelling case. What more do you need? Mm. Um, mm. But it also, and I think it gives lessons for us. And, you know, um, we've had black activists um, in this place who have insisted we um, go to the international stage to mm. advance our rights. And, you know, in this recent moment, um, we've had black lawyers insist that it's about, you know, playing domestically and appealing to the settlers to, you know, if we just hope enough, they'll, they'll grant it and anything's better than nothing and, you know, just sit at the table and um, speak. And 
I think there's lessons for us about what we do in this place mm. post The Voice. I mean, hopefully there's going to be an opinion piece from some of the Yes campaign acknowledging what was wrong with the strategy and where we need to move to now. We have, I haven't seen that yet. Mm. I haven't seen any sorries from that campaign about how they treated blackfellas. Sorry for the strategy and the violence of the strategy that was, strategy that was visited upon blackfellas. There are blackfellas who still have um, relationships that haven't been mended since the 14th of October. Mm. It, is, it caused a whole lot of problems in our community. And, you know, if that was me, if I led something that didn't get up and caused that much mess... You know, I would say sorry. Mm. Sorry I messed up. And this is what I've learned from it. And maybe this is what we could do instead. And instead, we're getting roused by these same people about being in solidarity with, with Palestine. Mm. Like, yeah. I know you can't comment on this, David. <laughs> Let's go to another topic. Um, and so I think it was this week, the national NAIDOC theme mm. was announced. Mm. Do you know what it is? Um, <clears throat> do you want me to repeat it? I'm... Uh, Say it loud and proud, David. Keep the fire burning. <laughs> Black loud and proud. Keep the fire burning. Now, hmm. Um, look, it's great. Um, it's a great idea. But uh, do we have the audio? We, I'm just going to throw to um, one of our Let's Talk hosts for 2024, the one and only sister, Ruby Wharton, who just had this little explainer uh, for the kids at home. That... The consensus after that invasion day was for all of us in attendance to go home and establish our embassies in our own communities and our own political hubs so that we could keep the fire burning. Up here in Queensland, we established the Woomera Sovereign Union. The slogan is, keep the fire burning. I will find, the, I will find our original shirts and I will post it. To see this NAIDOC committee co-opt our campaign and our fight which stands for something so different outside of assimilation, is insulting. Keep the fire burning. Insulting, David, insulting. Um, I don't... I, look, I haven't studied the meaning list, but I don't think it made mention of uh, that historical context mm. of where they got the slogan from, um, which is not just a slogan. It was an instruction. Mm. Um, I am, look, I'm already anxious about the corporate take on this. Keep the fire burning. Mm. Mm. It's going to be yarning circles galore, David. Um, can you imagine? Yeah. <coughs> Campfires, marshmallows. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about, and without that context and understanding, mm. I'm worried about how this can, gets taken up mm. and... Yeah, I'm, I might be skipping out NAIDOC week as well as Reconciliation Week morning teas. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, well, I do think, though, um, look, we're not powerless in all this. I think, and I'm going to be really like, I'm, I'm making this a project, David. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, like, nominate heaps of people for the NAIDOC awards um, that actually fully embody Keep the Fire Burning. Because mm-hmm. if this is an opportunity to highlight those that have literally kept the fire burning, literally. then fantastic. I'm here for it. Um, Who did you have in mind? Oh, well, let's start. Um, Ruby Wharton. Um, I don't know how, Ruby, how old Ru- Ruby was, but she was a teenager. 
literally burn a flag in Brisbane City, mm. was despised for it, was treated terribly. But I think she needs an award for that mm. if we're going to yeah. honour this theme. Yes. Um, Tarnine, Onus mm. Williams, burn it down, she said, they said. Mm. Like, um, and again, was targeted by mainstream media. Like, that was, you know, horrific, mm. the backlash that Tarnine um, and others faced after that. And no real acknowledgement mm. of the violence that was visited upon them. So I believe they deserve a, a NAIL award for that. Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm. There you have it. Um, and the other one um, is from the archives, mm. Pastor Don Brady, <coughs> yeah. the, the punching pastor. Um, uh, and, look, I can't even do him justice here. There is a book coming out about his story that his family are writing and we hope to have uh, uh, some of the family on the show, Graham Brady, uh, when he next comes down here um, mm-hmm. to, to launch um, the book about um, Pastor Don's life. But... Um, he literally burned a copy of the, the act mm. and then was dumped by the church after that. Mm. So I think, you know, we've got lots mm. of people who should be honoured um, for uh, keeping the fire burning because those who have kept the fire burning, who have, have seen it not as a metaphor but a, a real, as a strategy, mm. have been demonised, vilified, uh, and not just by settlers, mm. But by the conservative blacks too, or even the the um, the, the mainstreamers, um, and you know, let's let's really take up this theme then, and and let's better honour its origins mm-hmm. of where that came from, and yeah, if if that's what we're going to do, then let's go for it. Mm. Um, and the price that was paid, mm. exactly that, the price that was that was paid. Um, but look, it's this Friday mm. um, here in McGangin. We will be at Queen's Park at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Invasion Day, waving our flags, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander. I'm sure there'll be some Palestinian flags yeah. there. Um, and yeah, so we welcome you to come and join us at Queen's Park, listen to the speakers, uh, walk across a bridge, um, and uh, join the mob at Musgrave um, for it's a really, really, it's an interesting day I think for mob, and particularly um, with the rally and the march. And the rally starts from a place of reflection and um, sharing, and it's hard and it's mm. heavy, um, but it's also uplifting and powerful. Mm. And then when you walk through the streets with such a large number of people, and you land at Musgrave. Is, there's a beauty mm. and a power. Um, it's really special. Um, so encourage anyone to come along and walk with us mm. in solidarity. Mm. I'll see you there. Hey, David. Yep, see you there. No more whispering in our mind. Let's talk Monday to Friday at 9am no on AAA Murray Country, the National Indigenous Radio Service and iHeartRadio. You can catch up on AAA.org.au, proudly supported by the Community Broadcast Foundation.